0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.
1: So you've you've tricked me by using a different microphone. I have, haven't I? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're on that one. Okay, cool.
0: It's twelve oh three, and um, and I have tricked the producer.
1: I'm wondering where that mic. So there's nothing plugged into that one. See, this is very interesting for the listeners <laughs> of Melbourne, isn't it?
0: It is. Not only that, he's pointing at it, uh, which is good too. <laughs> oh
1: wow! Uh, Matt Steadman, a very, very good afternoon to you. Cam Smith, good to be here in our East Brunswick uh, hibernation cave. That's right, we're here. Yeah. We're here, you people. We've driven cross town uh, uh, yeah, because has, we wanted to. It's been interesting because uh, I came in via the South Melbourne market. You came in via the Queen Vic market. Yeah. I drove through the CBD, you probably did too, very empty. Indeed. Very, very. And the market's... Uh, bit emptier this week. So last week seemed to be the weekend where everyone just busted out and there were queues everywhere. I'm and, going to the market. Uh, but yeah, this week it did seems you, a bit did more Did you superior. say the
0: other week you, you went to the market and you had to give up because you thought I, it was going to be just sort of this really quick lightning, come in, yeah. come out,
1: no worries, strategic, yeah. And that do was, a forward roll. Well, that was my bag because I thought I'll, I'll just quickly pop in before I go to that the was show. It. That was And it. as you'd appreciate, dear listener, there are some time constraints. With this program, you've got to be here at midday. Otherwise, it just like, you know you can't really be late. It's a perishable product, and that was the same. Yes. It is, yes. that was the same week that the market sensibly uh, mm. put in a lot of social distancing, so you had to queue up for fifteen minutes to get in. I'm like, ah, so I threw my hands up in the air and drove away.
0: And you said, uh, well, I've screwed that up, Mister Time and Motion Man. <laughs> so I'm going to have to return. Um, one person that didn't screw up anything. Mm. Uh, no way, um, adept. At uh, putting calls to air, talking, elucidating about the things he's doing, some interesting hand movements over there at the moment.
1: So uh, um, Shane might be doing an interpretive dance, and also taking on quite the task today with thirteen different—I uh, think it was thirteen—guests yeah. uh, with the three medici. Yeah. So he's good. Sh- if if, anyone, Shane. if anyone, Here we go. anyone can run this place uh, in isolation, hey. he's not Dr. hearing
0: Shane. a word of it. He's busy talking. <laughs> so um, I guess that's it. We. we That is the thing that unites us, the diversity of the views that we express, Mm -hmm. but uh, uh, the integrity that we bring, okay, that's getting probably a little bit much, I'm gilding (laughs) the lily, Um, but we're we're all here to, to do this for you, acknowledgements to Shane, and not only that, you are listening to Eat It, by the way, Yes, and there is great stuff coming to you later on this afternoon.
1: Should we go through the show? What's on the show today, Cameron?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Uh, Pat Nurse from uh, the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Yes. Um, What do you do when you ain't got no festival? Yes. (laughs) Where do you start? How festive are those guys? Yes. Uh, But no, we're going to have a bit of a chat to Pat and see how he's uh, dealing with things. Um, Also, there's an interesting thing that's been happening with Starwood Whiskey. Yes. Um, I'm not going to take anything from him, but it involves people in the hospitality industry. So Mm -hmm. if you're part of the hospitality industry and um, the rent checks are getting a little bit uh, low, Mm. um, well, this could be of some service and help to you. Yes. Uh, We do go to market. We have a quick chat to John. Yep. uh, Which is good. And then. And then. Coming up mm. from Castle, Maine, mm. we have uh, someone who I've worked with uh, many, many times, uh, an awesome woman behind the scene when we do food demonstrations, mm. uh, Jane Grills, who's going to be talking about, and it's coming up, mm. Mother's Day. Ooh. What is the best thing to do for your mum for Mother's Day? Yes, in this very unique year. We were actually, Jane and I were joking, we were saying, look. Bugger the cup of tea and the, you know, Mm. just give me a jug of margaritas. (laughs) And and just go, yeah, okay, well, I'm staying here. (laughs) And you know what? I don't care if the kitchen is a mess because I'm going to be completely out of it. Ain't (laughs) no one going to see
1: it. (laughs) No. No, no, serious
0: serious side to this. Mm. um, What's good for Mother's Day? Yes. What
1: makes Mother happy? Hmm. Given.
2: Junk of margaritas! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Given we're not allowed to visit or do any. So it's interesting. So, you know, we often say there's mm. two days of the year where restaurants are full uh, without exception, which is Valentine's Day and Mother's Day.
0: Don't go out Mother's Day. I mean, don't go out Valentine's Day. No. Because we've spoken about this many times. Yeah. Biggest buzzkill of a yes. restaurant you can ever have. Yes.
1: So it's gonna be interesting. And
0: Mother's Day, what do you think were your thoughts very quickly? Well, I just don't know. Chaos. Oh, of course. Mad chaos. And, and
1: big sort of usually very big tables at most restaurants and uh I, so wonder, I wonder how
0: well they tip. I don't know. Do you reckon they tip well, Mother's Day crowds? Probably not. Because I know that the uh, well, it depends on Valentine's Day if you know, if the if we,
1: you know, get you trying to make a positive impression.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy something nice for yourself. Mm. I'm a nice guy. Mm. That's assuming that the man, you know, I don't want to take any of these outdated sexist memes. Of course. No, we're not mm. going to do that. 1207 here on 3 triple Um Did I have anything interesting here? Um, oh, there was a thing about Grieg and cod. Um, <laughs> it was sort of a food quote saying, ah, this music smells of cod, and he meant that in a good way.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't take it in a good way if I was a musician. I'd be like, really? It smells of cod. Yeah. Hey. Thank- Fifteen years of practice for this.
0: Yeah. Huh? Thanks very much. <laughs> um, <clears throat> maybe what we should do yeah. is a little bit of, what's, what's that, that in your mouth? mouth? Well, that's right, folks. It's, uh, it's the time where Matt and I look at uh, the gustatorial pleasures of yep. the previous
1: week. That is true. And I was going to say, just in general, yes. this is the week that I've lost count of how many weeks it's been. Since all the restaurants closed. Uh, it's getting a bit like that. Isn't and it? this is sort of also the week where it's, it's been really interesting seeing people and I've seen them on social media they just try new things because as we were saying a couple of weeks ago, the only reason you can leave your house is to go and get, get food. food? Um, and I think people yes. are finding themselves with more time in their days, either through some fairly horrible employment circumstance or just through lack of commuting and those sorts of things. So yes. lots of people trying new things. And there's a lot of bakers really pissed off of all these sourdough loaves that are <laughs> around. Different... Dude, that's our, that's
0: our thing. Yeah. That's our thing. Yeah. You're taking our thing. <laughs> just stop it with the sourdough, with the
1: homemade bread.
0: And you were saying about starters that were expiring.
1: That Dying. was that was Kent. He was saying was uh, so people were you know, beater, yes. making their sourdough starters at the start of all this. going, I'm going to make sourdough every day. I'm going to feed uh, and then feed my my starter, which is which is noble and good on you. You're <coughs> still doing it, but um, I yeah, think a lot of people just ran, where's the sting in the tail? A lot of people ran out of patience and thought this is more work than it, you know. It, rather than going down to my local baker and paying six dollars fifty for a sourdough loaf, uh, and then so all these starters are just passing away. Just dying. They're not being fed.
0: Wow. So that little scream that you just heard is just another starter that's expired.
1: (laughs) Steve from Brunswick has just (laughs) stopped feeding his starter.
0: Oh, Steve, come on, feed the... Bit more sugar in there. Bit more sugar in there. That's uh, a very, very famous part of um, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential starts with someone, um, how do we put this, entreating? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Someone phoning into a restaurant, and I say,
0: "If you could, could you possibly feed my sourdough starter?" Yes, but translate that into Bronx into and chef we've, speak. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> talking about, are hey, hey, what have you
1: been eating anyway, Cam? That's uh, it. What, what's that in your mouth? What is that in my mouth, indeed? Well,
0: I've been, um, I've been baking. <clears throat> Don't often bake.
1: Where are you getting your flour from? Because flour is hard to get.
0: Nah, no, I found it. Found it. I oh, know a bloke. <laughs> I said, I said to my housemate, I'm hook, just going to go
1: see someone about a dog. Hook me up with some flour. Here, you wanna yeah,
0: b- you want to buy some warm flour? <laughs> huh?
1: Huh? What do you got? Uh,
0: I got some China Wide.
1: <laughs> so you got your flour.
0: you no, got to tell flour. us where from. And I got bake. Flour. Yeah. um And um, you can see it on my Instagram account. Yeah. Eat it, uh, uh, Campsmith. Smith Eat It. Sorry, mm. that's it. Um, a recipe from long, long time ago. Yep. Long time ago. Because uh, I have a book from a long time ago. Yep, it's called the Betty Crocker Picture Cookbook, and it has some very weird ideas about domestic servitude as far as the the females of the species goes. Like you know, when you wake up in the morning, comb your hair so you look decent for your husband, you're and right. you know, so
1: it's a, it's a product of its times, as we saying. It is indeed. Yeah.
0: But for any baking dish. Oh, Mm. it's good Like the muffins I've made over the years Yes, for you You make a good muffin I make it, it's Betty Crocker I can think Mm -hmm. That fictional character from General Mills (laughs) Um, But anyway, Toll House Cookies Toll House Cookies Toll House Cookies Taste the chocolate piece And every one of them Stop it Um, Yeah, Toll House Cookies is a recipe from the 1930s It's the quintessential Chocolate chip cookie Is it? It is. Mm. I'm saying it now. I'm nailing my colours to the mast Mm. and I shall not deviate. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, I made chocolate chip cookies Mm. with almonds. Nice. Not flour, but just a few sort of toasted almonds in there as well. That recipe, if you want that recipe, it's on Insta. Uh, It's the last thing that I posted. So you can just grab it. I just took a, a screen capture or... In a more um, less jargonistic way, mm. I took a photo from a cookbook. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, it's a food. That's yeah. See, demystifying food—that's what yeah. we do here on Three Um I
1: also did. Actually, no, that's—I've done one. You do one. I have. I've been um, relearning the power of the oven and how you can get let the oven just do the work for you. <laughs> did you
0: say the power of the oven? The power oven. of the oven. is that a Frankie Goes to Hollywood song?
1: I'm about to. I, I just... <laughs> I was just, as I was saying, I think I sound like one of those home shopping networks. No, it was good. Relearn the power. Wow, the really? It does the work for you. No, That's did, great, Matt. Wow. I did. Um, Tell us about it. I did a, and this is, and sorry, Vegos and vegans. This is, this is you can meat heavy. Yeah, you, well, not meat heavy, but there's no real alternative here other than to cook critters. Right. But I did a. Cook critters. Well, you know. Uh, Yeah, okay, cool. There was a Yotamotolenghi recipe I saw on the Guardian website. Mm -hmm. Um, He had like a a bunch of tray bake recipes where you just shove everything in an oven tray. Tray bake, yeah. And you put it in the oven. Yep. Tray bake. Tray Um, bake. And I did one where it's surprisingly simple. You just, a little bed of um, lentils, could be red lentils or Anything
0: that Yotamotolenghi and simple is you can prefix with surprisingly. Yes, Yes.
1: it's true. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so red lentils. Bunch of lentils, um yeah. whole clover garlic, chopped in half, yeah. an orange for some citrus, quartered, oh. shove it in there. Yes. Uh, I think it's a bit of onion and just some chicken. Chicken with a bone in and preferably skin on your joint is your choice. You whack it in the oven. I'll put the recipe up on the Twitter so you can really? do it better than this. But how um, do people find the Twitter account? Oh, you go to eat it on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think you bang it in the oven for like forty five minutes. And it's really, it's one of those that you literally you just throw it in and orange. whack it in the oven for however long it takes. And I like it's, the orange bit. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Um, really delicious. delicious. So, and, and just easy, just not hard to do. And um, comes out tasting uh, like a, a very mature sort of dish. <laughs> and the good thing about rent, mm-hmm. red lentils. Yes. Um,
0: unless I'm mistaken, they're the fastest ones to cook. Oh, you could be right. I think I am. Mm. Oh, I think I
1: might. You can use anywhere. Brown's fine. Pie's yeah, fine. Take it a little bit longer. Green's fine. Yeah, it sort of turns. You might have to. You might have to par. Do you par cook these lentils? No, you don't. So and you put a bit of water in there too. So they've got uh, something to cook in. But it, it sort of turns into for one of a glorious bit of, mush, a bit of sludge. Yes. Um, but it's delicious sludge. And you've got all the roasted garlic in there, and, it's like, and, the, and the orange just to citrus it up. It's just that caramelize a bit uh, on no. the edges. No. Oh, I did. You did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Yeah, it got a little bit crispy, which is I can imagine. That'd be nice. That'd be Mm. nice. Uh,
0: All right. (coughs) Another recipe that I did this week, which I thought was really, really. I enjoyed. I'll Mm. put it that way. That's pretty neutral. Ba ba bolognese.
1: That's right. Has it got lamb in it? (laughs) You see where I'm going with this, right?
0: Is it that obvious? Yep. Okay, it was um. It's really just a. It's a lamb ragu, basically. Yes. Uh, no garlic, which was unlike me, uh, for doing stuff like that. Mm. Um, it also has a bit of white wine in it, just to mm-hmm. give a bit of back backbone to the whole thing. The thing that makes this dish, though, Matt, one mm. first was a little tiny brunoise of carrot.
1: Ooh. And what, what is a bruma for those who aren't studying their French? If you cook, if you cut a julienne, would which like most of us are matchsticks, yep. you then turn those matchsticks
0: around 90 degrees, yep. Matt.
1: 90 degrees, mm-hmm. come around, mm-hmm. and you go again. So you're making tiny little squares.
0: Tiny little bloody squares. Yeah. Or as the French would say, mm. brunoise. So it's a bit of work. What do you it?
1: call this, doubt? You gotta have a good knife. We call it Brunoise. Yeah. And you gotta know so it's, it's a bit delicate. And and,
0: and keep your keep your uh, keep your thumb in.
1: Yeah, you do the that little little Yeah, and you gotta yeah. do the craw. Yeah, crawl with your hand.
0: Craw and then okay. you go against there and then you do it. It's it's good knife practice. But I was using spirelli as the pasta. Yes. <clears throat> the Brunoise of the carrot gives a little bit of sweetness to the dish. Mm-hmm. And also, these little bits of carrot get caught up in the little mm. folds of the. And that's the why a
1: nice little delicate carrot cut is important because it gets caught. In the well, puff. it's just it's it's kind of nice,
0: <clears throat> but the thing that makes this really really great is mm-hmm. that the last fifteen minutes of cooking this ragu, yep, tomato-based red sauce, yep. yeah, a whole lemon zest thrown in there, so you get this. I sort of bang on about it probably a bit too much on my post. Glorious treble. Yeah. It's a trebly, beautiful thing. Which
1: is God. good because like, often a ragu can be pretty distorted guitar. It can be pretty, <laughs> like, which is delicious. Fuzzbox. Yeah. You, you're in fuzzbox? Yeah. But yeah. sometimes you need the little, as you say, the treble, the little ding, yep. ding, ding, ding And lemon zest is a great way to do that. Treble. Mm. And the other thing I cooked
0: was some Boston Baked Beans during the week. Did
1: you put did do sweetener in there? You would have so molasses, molasses yeah,
0: blackstrap molasses, my friend, and brown sugar. Oh, yeah, right. And then to counteract that, uh, the traditional thing is um, mustard, English mustard.
1: Oh, I would have gone vinegar, but there you go.
0: Well, that, there's a bit of vinegar at the end.
1: Mm. Yeah, so that's sort of what's in my mouth. You did a little bit of uh, what is it? It's twelve eighteen. We should we should press. On. I just wanted to just flat a couple of interesting <coughs> little things I saw. Yes, uh, Pat's waiting for us. Yes, um, a couple of little interesting things I saw just over the pond, and we know the which pond is this? Uh, this would be the Pacific, the, the Dutch. No, I'm talking about oh the big pond. Uh, yes, the 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 US hospitality oh, industry. Oh them. Oh God, the poor and, old yes. And I think we know and we long suffering, and we won't labour the the the. Depths of peril that the US has found themselves depths in, of peril. Um, but just one—the depths of their ignorance. What, one interesting, this <laughs> yes. is an interesting, very sad sort of thing. Really, okay. the, the hospitality industry over there. Obviously, all the restaurants have closed in big cities like uh, New York and California. Um, and-, and I, and I dare I say it—I'd
0: never thought I would ever say this—but mm. they don't have the Morrison government. No,
1: that's very true. I know. Um, and so what I've noticed, because I'm on a couple of mailing lists from, you know, times that we've eaten over there as, as you are. And all of those restaurants that I'm on mailings, with, without exception, <coughs> they're emailing their customer base asking for, effectively, for donations. Because they're trying to keep their staff fed, fed which is roof
0: just a- overheads. And we've seen, sorry to cut across, but no. we've seen terrible things happen to our hospitality industry where we have- we've seen the restaurant industry pretty much... Disappear. Yes, it will come back. Yes, in some form, and and, it's, and, and that'll be an interesting discussion. And it is for really the also shows.
1: interesting to see the way that the industry has has. we were going to use the word again: pivot to alternate ways of feeding people in Australia. So there's been deliveries and pickups, and it'll be interesting talking to Pat Nurse about very, very
0: how the but, yeah. Melbourne
1: Food Wine Festival is going to do that. But in um in the US, you know, there is no safety net. So thrown. To the wolves, pretty much, and so they welcome to America. I mean, that, if we want to see a theme
0: of America, mm. one thing you said to me mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show, and I thought it was so telling, mm. is the fact that. Well, what did you say? To
1: me? Well, and this I'll, I'll, I'll attribute it. This was a Waleed Ali quote, but he was saying uh, that, that he, this hasn't, you know, COVID hasn't changed countries. Mm-mm. It's just revealed them for for what they actually are when all the veneer of commerce and society is taken away. What is left, and you see in the us and surprisingly the uk yes it's not great no, it and, isn't. and hearteningly here in australia um it's been pretty good not perfect but pretty good so when you contrast the way the uh, australian restaurant industry has has somehow tried to pivot to find ways to to keep and, and of course we have government payments which is great and you contrast that with america where they're literally doing fundraisers uh, i think for for seventeen thousand usd you can get david Chang to come and cook at your house for example um, and because- that'll that'll just go to keep some of his staff alive, pretty much. Yeah. Wow.
0: Contrast. Mm. Um, here we are. It's Triple R, your station in isolation. Matt and I are here. Yes. Hello. In beautiful downtown East Brunswick. We're going to be speaking to Pat Nurse very, very shortly from Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. We're going to be actually finding out what some businesses are doing for hospitality staff mm-hmm. after this. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got really carried away with that sound check. That was really good. That was really good. Uh, Just got a picture from Pat Nurse. He's uh, in his car and he's got a fluffy thing
1: in his lap. Uh, He's also on the phone. Yeah, well, that's good too. Here we
0: go. It's a multimedia kind of day, isn't it? Pat Nurse, a very, very good afternoon to you. Hello.
3: Mmm, multimedia. Mm. Delicious.
0: Mm. Coming to you
3: live on your CD-ROM here mm. at 102.7 on your FM dial.
0: These CD-ROMs are crunchy. Yeah, um, it, they hurt my gums too. Um, Pat, where have we found you? Cam, you, you find
3: you found me just. Just authorising the credit card payment on <laughs> my re-up for my Triple R subscription because yes. as a newly as a newly minted Melburnian, yeah. nothing has made me feel more welcome and more part of the community, and no, nothing's made me happier to be a resident of the city of City of Melbourne than Triple R. So I just wanted to slip that in there. I'm not being paid for this, and hey, Pssh. neither are you guys. No, hey, hey. But what better That's time it. to support the community and support the, the glue that knits this community together that glue is you cam Smith
0: <laughs> the glue and knitting this is this is a... I, thank you very much Pat that's very very kind of you um, uh, one of the great things was that when we first met you you came into the studio a little while ago now we got you you got us it was a beautiful thing we were you were a, a Melbourneian waiting to happen.
3: I'm I'm sitting in a side street in Richmond eating a banh mi from Anchovy uh, on Bridge Road, and uh, wearing a lot of black cams. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like All the right. city has embraced me, and yeah. I have embraced it. And P.S. If you haven't gotten wind of the fact that T mm. and the gang down in Anchovy are grilling tasty porky Laotian things like pork sausage and and ox tongue and um, pork neck, and putting them on baguettes on weekends for lunch. Just write that down. That is a thing. It is a very tasty thing.
0: Whereabouts in Bridge Road?
3: At, at, at Anchovy, Cam.
0: No, just geographically, I was rather than... I was just, if you could give us an idea. Uh,
3: kind Toppa- of in the topographically. middle. Topographically. Down the yeah, flat? Rich- yeah. Richmond, yeah. Down on the flat.
0: In the flat. Okay, so we're not. it's not Snob Hill. It's down there in the
3: flat. In Sandwich Town.
0: In Sandwich Town, that's it. Um, Now, one thing, you sent me a a little heads up this morning, and I thank you for that, Um, and it was regarding Starwood um, giving away some free meals.
3: Yeah, well, a a few of the um, booze brands around town have been doing their bit to support the, the industry that supports them, and Starwood's um, so we're talking David
0: first. David Vitali there.
3: Yeah, so fantastic, fantastic Melbourne brand. You know, one of the best liked Australian whiskies. Star was sort of very quick out of the gate to want you know want to put its money where its mouth was. So they um, have been doing free meals for furloughed hospitality workers, and they um, got together. I, I work for the Melbourne Good Wine Festival, and they they sort of. You know, worked with us a little bit when we were you selecting the, the chefs for that, um, mm-hmm. and yeah. they settled on a really fantastic group of um, four of our favourite younger Melbourne chefs: um, Shannon Martinez, who this show knows very well, True, um, right. from Smith and Daughters and Smith and Delhi; uh, the magical Tom seraphian from Bar Saracen; hmm. Nick Stanton, um, your friend and mine, from Leonardo's and Leonard's, uh, and the man, the magic, Ian Ling from the Lincoln and uh, Superling. Uh, Ian's video, and they've done a series of videos, so you don't have to be a furloughed hospitality worker to reap the benefits of this uh, adventure. So yes. all of those chefs, Tom, Shannon, Ian and Nick, have produced videos of tasty things that you can make at home quite easily to...
0: Um, How do you, you know, find this?
3: Uh, I found them by looking at Starwood's Instagram, but probably if you hop onto their website, you can get them as well. So so that's
0: Starwood Whiskey um, you're looking for, of course. Um, Great whiskey. And uh, we're talking about whiskey that comes out of the blocks pretty quick, which is one of the great innovating things that uh, David did. Um, Smaller barrels, which meant that uh, you could get a whiskey out there in about four years, I think, if I'm not mistaken.
3: And Melbourne years, I think, as well. Like, I, I should say I'm not, I'm not what, a... Uh, what are you I'm talking about? A, well, no, I, I really like that. I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not paid to spruke starwood, but I, yeah. you know, I did read once that they talk about the fact that the whole four seasons in one day thing oh, in Melbourne okay, means got it. that, you know, one Melbourne year in terms of weather for the barrel is the equivalent of, you know, five years in the Scottish Highlands.
0: Right, it's sort of like... being cold, it's, hot,
3: cold. It's like sun being rain, in a... Sun, rain, It's
0: like being in a Dodgem car for, for whiskey barrels.
3: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Boom,
0: boom, all school, over the The door.
3: school of hard knocks for single
0: marks. Oh, there you go. See, that's why they pay you the big bucks. The school <laughs> of hard knocks. Yeah, they're very, very nice. Um, so, what... Actually, what a really great bunch of people. So, um... What have we got here? Yeah, Super... Mr. Superling... Uh, your Bar Sarah Sand, Leonardo Smith and daughters. God, I miss the Lincoln Hotel. It's so much, it, Sorry, I'm, I'm getting into a, a, a unscripted territory where there's just we have lost so much, and um, God, we look forward to the day when it does come back. Uh,
3: well, I think the glimmers are there, Cam. Like yeah. I think that you know, like I don't want to. No one wants to jump the gun on this thing. Nope, no,
0: no. Don't be like don't Mar- know, America
3: i i do feel like like australia has you know really embraced the the flatten the curve message and we sort of want to get this right and but i i do know that people have sort of gone through a very rapid version of the um you know the the grieving process homer simpson style Um, and while i want to acknowledge it's really really tough for a lot of people out there still at the same time um a lot of operators are now turning from the what the fuck stage to the okay this is a thing and now to the all right what are we going to do next what what actually will reopening look like and how can we reopen what does it
0: look like over that little the uh the lovely hill over there yeah
3: yeah yeah because it's complicated i mean the the supply chains are are different a lot of operators change the way they do things um you know a lot of a lot of businesses you know for instance if you sold your cellar to keep your business alive which is what you know what some operators have to do hmm. when you open those doors you need something to sell
0: you ain't got no yep no stock
3: well yeah, so what's it going to look like cam that's that's the question everyone's lips now
0: well maybe that's a, a discussion for uh the next few weeks i think uh and
3: i'm the key question cam i think oh. is what what can we leave behind what can we leave pre-march pre-lockdown what was the to, just to sound like the my like, you inner know, yoga teacher is wrestling control of the microphone here? What no longer serves us?
0: Well, maybe how about reviling the poor and the and the marginalised might be a good start. But that's a, here, here. That's, a, that's a little bit bigger. But, yeah, that's what I would uh, think. But you know, it would be in an interesting... Sense, I, guess, I, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I, I went uh, a little bit further on the horizon. But, but I see you pose a very, very... Um, uh, Sexy? Sexy questions? No, the, the the questions that need to be posed because we need to think about these things. And in the weeks coming up, I think we need to have you on again and we can start fleshing this out a little bit. I'm getting the wind-up from Matt. He is uh, not a man to be messed with.
3: I love you both and I love your commitment to citrus zest in rich and strong braises.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so say so all of us with Oxtail. Um, big hug to you. Big hug to beat. Zenon if he's still around too. It's twelve Love thirty-one. We're going to leave Pat in dressed in black in the flats of uh, idling of in, Richmond in
1: his idling car in with, his, with his, half, his valiant, a half-eaten barmee. <laughs> yeah, in the valiant, mate. <laughs> in all black, <laughs> all black, mate.
4: Ah, the sparrows have returned. I can hear them. Sparrows and the pigeons have all been around with their heads bobbing, picking up little insects and. Occasionally, when I'm having lunch, I throw them a bit of my lunch as well, and they're in heaven. Really? Yeah. Are being good to them? Why not? They've got to eat too. I
0: suppose they do. Yeah, they do, and they're, uh, they're a big part of, well, the roofs of this market. John,
4: a very, very good afternoon to you. A very cool afternoon to you. You haven't put the magic on today. It's a little bit yeah. cloudy and cool, no but sunshine. it's glorious.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's... Um it's all right. It's actually, we're getting towards that what, um, that June weather
4: where it's, it's very, very still. Yes, it is. But uh, it's a good time of the year. Everything's still vibrant. Mm. We've still got a lot of Victorian vegetables on the shelves, which is good. Mm. A bit of a worry thinking about what's going to come down from the north, though. Oh, really? In what way? Well, I don't know if they um, had a lot of success with their early plantings um, because uh, our produce finishes or peters out a little bit.
0: Yeah, And then we
4: get eggplant and that from Queensland. We had the first batch. I think I I got the first batch the other day. And we'll get capsicums from Queensland as well. So we hope that they've got beautiful beans to send us as well. Yes. So, yeah, I'll I'll have to ask the boys to get a report of what's happening. But at the moment, we're still cruising with a lot of Victorian projects. And like I said, I had two weeks off and I've come back and everything's still vibrant. I feel vibrant and everyone's happy. Well, that's the question, too. It's like we've missed you in the last two weeks. What have you been doing? Uh, as little as possible. I, I just felt that I needed a break, so yeah. I took the two weeks, and I think probably the best two weeks to take off. And um, we, we cooked some special um, meals that we may not have normally done, and we went shopping for groceries when we had what, what, to. What, 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 what meals? What I that? cooked up some special noodles and yeah. marinated some meats, different style than what I normally do. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just whip up a quick marinade yes. and, and you put your meat in it and run. And this time I experimented with the Chinese wines and Ooh. their vinegars and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, and um, Joseph made some. Um, Ravioli with mushroom stuffing in it. So oh, really? Did yeah, they look good? Yeah. Yes, they did. Were they really pretty? Yes, they were pretty.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, Rougher guts, but mate, they look pretty on the plate. Oh, okay. Um, so, how,
0: how does he do his ravioli? Does he, does he has he got like the wheel cutter kind of thing or no, has he got a uh, mum, ravioli mum, maker? No, or? no,
4: no, no. In uh, in the 60s, when I was very young, um, mum was given this form, and it's got. I think you put a sheet of pasta on it and you push it down and, and then you put the sheet on top and you roll it with a rolling pin and I think it does about 24 little ravioli like you buy in a shop.
0: It's like a little ice cube tray sort yeah, of thing with, yeah, the, that's with the, right. the form yeah yeah
4: right. But apparently they made a few rows and got sick of it so that went out and they were just rolling them over and um, with the uh, cutter that leaves yeah the, the curly they, cutter yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. they were doing them like that and made them a little bit bigger which is good. Oh nice yeah, some filling I uh, mushroom and meat, yum. probably a bit of cheese and a bit of breadcrumb. Oh, yum! Yeah. I, I,
0: I've got to do that one day.
4: And then mum made um, the homemade um, cavatelli and sent them to me, so they were good.
0: What's cavatelli for those who don't know?
4: It's where we come from, we only use flour and water. A lot of people put one egg in, yeah. but we don't. So it's a very basic um, um, mixture and they make a big flat sheet and cut it into little strips, maybe like two matchstick wide, and then the pasta is rolled with three fingers and it causes um, um, a thing in the middle where all the sauce settles. It's beautiful.
0: And you drag it towards you. Yes, you do.
4: The Sicilians call them, uh, I think, Ferdotelli or something, but they yes. use a, a piece of wire or a bamboo stick and they roll it or roll it
0: around a knitting yes. needle or something Yeah, like Yeah, that. you can
4: buy it dry and it's not bad, yeah, but yeah. if you make it yourself it's a lot of work, a lot of work My mum's very, very quick is a little bit slow, but she makes them all small, all the same size, whereas, you know, mum's chop, 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 dig, dig, dig and go, go, away go, you go. go.
0: What sauce goes with that? Um,
4: well, we always make a ragu either with... Um, oxtail or a few pork bones, mm. um, sometimes both, or even a bit of beef. We, we stew our meat up first and then either put the fresh tomatoes on top, which is the best, or bottled sauce, whatever. Oh, yum. Very okay. simple. No okay. carrots, no peas, no, no rubbish involved. No, no, no. no just, We're very basic, you know. Simple, simple, yeah. simple. Yeah. Taste the meat, taste the tomato, taste the pasta.
0: Yeah. Well, seeing you've gone into all this trouble to make the pasta so good it's got to be the hero, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely, yeah, yes. Okay, that's uh, that's the thing. Now, looking around, is that the last of the figs I see over there, or are they pears?
4: Uh, they are figs, and they look ma- magic. They, they're a little bit greener. Uh, if they're, they're too like... green, they're nice uh, to caramelize um, and serve up, maybe beside a, uh, another dish. But yeah, when they're a little bit riper, they're to die for to eat. I think the last of the locals. So there, there's got a got lot of, in the
0: last weeks now. But,
4: there's a lot of figs being planted up in Queensland as well. Oh. I saw a short video. Yeah. They are keeping the trees to about two and a half metres high yeah. and letting them run sidewards. Yes. So they can go along and pick all the beautiful figs. Oh. Yeah, but that's a problem too because all the birdies come along. Oh, no, your birds so, love them. <laughs> God. So they've got to net them. Yes. Um which is what we did at Dad's. Dad bought this beautiful big net, and we netted his tree, and he got some beautiful black figs. Did, if not, Did you say beautiful big net? Yes, it is a beautiful big net. It it doesn't
0: be- make the tree look beautiful, but it's beautiful once it's on there because the figs are when, guaranteed.
4: When you see the minor birds and the um, starlings and that sitting on top of the net and jumping up and down. Scratching you know, their heads. You know there's something inside, and they, and they get in. Here they go. get in. Hey, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get figs. Yep. Um, so so yeah, yeah,
0: I was just looking across because we've got um, you've you've got the uh, well, is there new apples that are coming in there?
4: Yes, there's there's a myriad <laughs> of apples. There's new varieties as well. I just bought some um, on the other side of the market from Shane. Mm. They're called Gippsland Gold. They're um, a hybrid that originated in China, unfortunately, but I shouldn't say that. Mm. They're a lovely apple. Um, it's like the old Golden Delicious. Mm. Uh, but it stays crisper longer and it's got a lot of sugar and it's beautiful. Mm. And there's a couple um, of other new ones which I don't know the names of, but there's the old uh, varieties. There's Jonathan's, there's Fuji's, there's there's Galas, there's Red Dell's. And if you
0: like a bit of acid, there's the Pink Lady. Oh, yeah,
4: Pink Lady. And then there's the old Granny Smith, which a lot of people eat. I can't eat them raw, but I love them stewed. Even if they're only half-cooked, I like them. Yes. But... um, just need a little bit of sugar or a little bit of, um, what do they call when you cook the wine... uh, well, we call it vino anyway. Yeah, vino cocktail, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can put that or cooked um, wine. Yeah, or even you put a bit of verjuice in it if you're real fancy. Yeah,
0: and I um, see the first of the mandarins have come in.
4: Yeah, yeah, you have someone's, to be careful. Someone's buying them I because um, be doing it s- some of the early mandarins are uh, gassed, so they're not sweet. They're disappointing. I stole one from Robert. He's selling them six bucks a kilo, but it was worth eating. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. So they're coming, but later on you'll you'll get a. Um, a box of uh, hundred little ones, probably for $10, 15 bucks. Uh, yes. Hang out, and then you can have a big feed then. Yeah. Um, and I stole some oranges from Callum down there. He's got uh, new navels for three bucks a kilo. Mm. They don't look pretty because they're from the outside of the tree, but at least they're natural. They're not gassed, and they'll have a lot of flavour. I'm going to give you to do uh, pick of the market if you could, John. Pick of the market this week. Everyone's feeling cold, so they've been buying green beans. Yep. Um, we've been selling probably the dearest hand-picked at $8 to $10. There's a lot of uh, machine-picked around for $5 a kilo. You know, you buy the cheap one, you have to use them sooner, they're lovely. Uh, The peas are beautiful, they got rained on, so they're a little bit dirty on the outside. Um, Cauliflower's run away this week, broccoli. You know, they're all running at about $4 or $5 a kilo, uh, people still having salad, so they've been buying a lot of tomatoes. I had a lot of complaints. Why did you go on holidays? I couldn't buy a good tomato. That's good. So, That's good. You know, and we got lucky. We bought another batch of uh, Roma's that were red enough to cook, and people are still making chutneys and sauces. Yeah. Uh, you name know, it, we got it all as usual. It's Have all a look here. around. All right. We'll see you next week. We've missed you. Me too. I'm glad to be back to routine.
0: Uh, good old Rewind. It is uh, 12.49 here on 3 Triple RFM. My name's Cam Smith. Cross me, I have. Matt Stebbin here pushing the buttons. Yes, sir, folks. And using the miracle of the Martin Dev phone, we're going <laughs> to head north and a uh, place that you never call Castlemaine, because that <laughs> would just show that you're a bloody outsider. You say, calling from Castlemaine, Jane Grills. G'day, Jane.
2: I can I feel like Deborah
0: Harry? I'm waiting by the telephone. Ah, oh, <laughs> you got me hanging by that telephone.
2: <laughs> by the telephone. Uh, hang...
0: <laughs> now, what do we do, man? I think we might have to get Jane to maybe move around a little bit yeah, to see if we, we can get you a bit of better reception Just there.
1: Breaking up a little bit there, Jane. Oh, am
2: I? Should I go outside in the kitchen? Well,
0: <laughs> I don't know. You know, wherever you uh, you get the most amount of bars from. Oh, gotcha. Now you've been I've got all
2: the bars now.
0: Hey, that's that's <laughs> good. Um Jane and I just uh, for you dear listeners out there, uh we've known each other for quite a few footy seasons. Thrown together Royal Melbourne Show? Was it where we first met? I think ten
2: years ago, Royal Melbourne
0: Show. Yeah, God. Bloody hell. Um when uh when I was doing demos with chefs and uh you were getting all their mise en place together.
2: It. Yeah. Thanks,
0: really. No, except there's uh, there's no gigs out there for us to be together to. <laughs> Other than the work drying up completely, um, it's just all completely the same. And uh, one of the things.
2: You're still talking and I'm still. Talking, so...
0: Yeah, and you and you started being. Sorry, Jane. I beg your pardon. Go ahead. It's going to get better. Oh no! They you know know. what,
1: we're just, just going to ring you back on a different line, Jane, so just hang Stand on Stand by, Jane, we're going to pad ultimate, uh, An alternate cell. All right, here we go. This so is, This is the cellular technology at its very best.
0: It is. I'll just do a little time check because that's always a great way to pad when you're doing radio. Yeah. And also to say where you are. You're listening to 3 triple R, your station in isolation. It is 12.51 and a half. Mm. Uh, we've got Jane Grills on the phone. Well, we haven't. We did. And we have again. Is that better?
2: Oh,
1: that is oh, better. That it is better. sounds isn't? better. Maybe it's just it's just the first thirty seconds is great. We'll see how it goes. All
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh so yeah, where were we we've known each other for a while, we worked uh a lot together. You started doing some stuff uh in front of camera.
2: <coughs> of necessity.
0: Yeah. And 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 <laughs> loving it as I can tell.
2: Oh look, I've always been strictly behind the scenes, but uh when times are tough you've got to uh you've got to, you know, toughen up. Yeah. So uh, I've put myself in front of the camera for um, for Mother's Day Classic and for my mates at, um, at Kiton Community House who are doing some lockdown learning, so for people that can't get out and need to, to get a few uh, up their skills in the kitchen.
0: Lockdown learning sounds like the, the school for the very naughty children. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All yeah, right, well, put the yeah.
0: manacles on. You're not moving. Um, But, uh, yeah, so another buddy of ours, uh, Jacqueline Hawkins, was. uh, She uh, has been doing this thing. What is it? It's for uh, breast cancer, yeah? Yeah, so the
2: Mother's Day Classic, which is. uh, Look, I read the uh, publicity thing this morning. It's been going for 22 years. It's not a golf game
0: uh, or anything like that, is it?
2: No. Okay, good. No, it, it's it's a, it's a run, a four walk, or I say run, walk, whatever you feel like doing, and it's just to raise money for uh, breast cancer research. And so they're, uh, you know, they've be, they've raised over thirty seven million dollars, which is quite amazing. Wow. And uh, yeah, so Jack's job was to um, to make a uh, a run go virtual. So it's very interesting to see uh, how creative. People have been, and I think we've raised over
0: half a million dollars so far. So, I don't know. Yeah. Sound, sounds like my kind of run. <laughs> I, I think I've found my exercise: the virtual <laughs> yeah, run.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, sorry. No, that's I'm um, being flippant, um, and I shouldn't be because um, how do we find out about this uh, virtual run you speak of? So just get onto the
2: Mother's Day Classic website, Day Classic. and, and um, yeah, you can either join up for twenty-five bucks, a week, which is you know, it's pretty good,
0: and you just uh, you know it, it's it's incentive to get, to get out there because we are allowed to uh, walk and run. And yeah, no, it's, it's it sounds like it sounds like a damn fine idea to me. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up, so when is Mother's Day? Is it next Sunday? Next Sunday. All
2: right, next
0: yes. next Sunday. So uh, this is the time. Uh, one one thing advice, and you tell me what you want to get for Mother's Day. But I reckon uh, one of the things that can be a real buzzkill for mums uh, on Mother's Day is that um, you know the the toast and the tea's been brought into bed, or you know the thing's been constructed, and it's all good until Mum comes back into the kitchen and there's this god awful mess that is expected that you, as the mother, has to clean it up.
2: Well, not necessarily. Not I Oh, if you're right, not, if you're not you're
0: anymore. <laughs> I mean, Jesus.
2: <laughs> no, look, it's um. I don't think mums will care if there's a mess in the kitchen as long as they don't have to get be the first one out of bed. Oh right. And uh, you know, because the, a cup of tea and a piece of toast is uh, is pretty much. You know, I mean that's bog standard, obviously. Yeah. But um, you know, anything but. No, I think kids and uh, you know dads can get pretty creative, and mums um, about how they how they do it. And like we've uh, we've got some recipes. I've done my burnt butter banana bread. And, whoa, whoa, uh,
0: <laughs> whoa, 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 What would you say? Burnt
2: <laughs> burnt butter banana bread.
0: Is this by is this by a happy accident, or how did this come together?
2: Well, who doesn't love burnt butter? And it wasn't a happy accident, even though I do manage to burn a lot of things. Yes. Um, it, was, it was just, you know, because everyone's got the, all the basics at home. We've got flour. Mm. Well, I just got some. So a lot of people must have a lot of flour. So uh, using your uh, self-raising flour, your dirty old bananas. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, it's just pretty basic. And it's, um, we had this conversation about whether it is a cake
0: whether it is bread. Oh, Well, yeah, I sort of think um, a cake... It's a cake. It's a, it's a batter. You, if, do you pour it into a mould?
2: You pour it
0: in. Yeah, it's a cake. It's
3: yeah. a cake. Yeah, it's a
0: cake. So just so shut why, up.
2: Why do people call it banana bread? Like, why are we... Is it masquerading as something... Because it, it's
0: it, it's the shape of it which is ma- the masquerade. It is in the shape of a loaf.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it is this
0: this is this is it's subterfuge. But <laughs> it's, we
2: don't call it. R&D it's basically tea. lying
0: to us Jane. It's
2: true. You should yes, just so scream have, at have it. Liar. To yeah.
0: <laughs> lying bread. You are not a bread. Uh, anyway, but um uh, so what's the go that you do sort of like a burnoisette and you pour it into the batter?
2: You pour it in with a bit of yogurt Ooh. and some um, Cinnamon and um, couple of eggs. It's the simplest recipe ever.
0: Got baking powder in it? Of course no, it, no, does. It's it's it does. does it's self raising flour. flour, you nong. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so you've nong. got uh, you've got the yogurt there, which is an acid and that's gonna add to the raise to it, so it'll make it very, very light and fluffy. And some
2: crushed walnuts, because
0: who doesn't oh. love a nut in a banana cake? Wait, Matt wants to bread. hand me a note. No he doesn't. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, Yes, well, yeah, we love a nutty, nutty loaf, even though it's masquerading and it's just a lie. (laughs) You're a lie. Um, What what else? Okay, so what else is good for Mother's Day? Oh, I'm doing. So when I worked with Matt Moran, we went up to Myrtleford, and we went to the
2: Myrtleford Butter Factory. Um, What was what was her name? Can you remember?
0: Oh God, Uh, no, I don't. No, but she was wonderful.
2: She's amazing. And um we did the buttermilk pancakes and all pikelets, sorry. So American style, the big fluffy fat ones. Mm. And um the secret ingredient um is a uh, you use malted milk powder. M-
0: really? Malted milk yeah. powder. Wow. Yeah. Why? What's the that's flavor, is it?
2: Flavor, Like, you know, you're going for those levels of flavour. So adding in the malted milk gives it like a little bit of, um, you know, caramel flavour. Yeah, know, nuttiness. It, really, it's it just, just rounds oh, it
0: out a bit bit more, a bit fuller.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Totally.
0: I, I, I still reckon just a jug of margaritas would be great for Mother's Day.
2: <laughs> oh, totally. What, yeah. a, what about a stubby and a bowl of chips?
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> Stubby on a bowl of chips. No, that's probably a bit much. That's disgusting. Um, Jack and margarine good. Jane, um, again, how do people find about your doings? You're a domestic scientist, aren't you, on Instagram? But, yeah,
2: but domestic scientist. Check absolutely. it
0: out. It's good. Uh, we've got less than a minute. I'm going to have to let you go. Jane, always good to... Oh, I miss you, darling. I haven't seen you in ages. So I look
1: forward to you seeing too. you at Fine. some stage. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jane. All right,
2: babe. See
1: ya. She's gone, Castlemaine. Yeah, don't um, call it Castlemaine, you'll get run out of town. No, nah, you go, yeah, you bloody, see this <laughs> Yeah, you bloody, you want one of these turmeric
0: latte things. Nah. Yeah, stop it. Uh, we're probably going to talk to Aaron Turner Yep. Uh, next week. Matt, you're not going to be here. We've no. got Panel Beater on. Panel Beater's in. Hot Chicken Project. <clears throat> um, a... Uh, the crazy thing, the journey of uh, seven-fried chicken, a dish that sort of took over the world. And a dish that I would say is almost Japanese in its relentless search for perfection. Yes. Matt, thank you very, very much. Thank you, Cam. And don't forget, domestic scientist is Jane Gruels. See you later. Still here up next. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink. Broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.